Okay, now now let's see the. Well, I don't, I don't know how we start these episodes though. So it's the regular episode, man. It's nothing special. Isn't it, are they though? Don't we do something special for this? They're very special. This is all. You know, it's funny. It's, sorry, this is no. That's not what it is. No, it's, <laughs> when I said when, this is gonna be off topic, but um, everything's off topic. You know, you know, um, Microsoft bought Activision, which is like basically basically like, they bought Call of Duty, right? So the Call of Duty publisher is now owned by Microsoft or will be owned. There's a deal going in. Right. So for that time period, other um, properties or like companies get to like kind of submit their thoughts to like this governing body in the, in the games. So like Sony, Apple, also can like submit what they think of this. And Sony's crying about it. Like that's like Call of Duty is like the biggest game that moves consoles. Blah, 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 and then like go on this thing. And it does. It sells the number one game like every year because they just keep recycling the same game every year and people keep buying it like Moths to the Flame. Yep. And Microsoft's like, it's not that great. It's like, well, then why are you spending like $7 billion on it? It's not that great. It just, it just reminded me of that when you said that. It's funny. <laughs> That's all. It's, That's not, it's not that special. All right, we're bearing a lead. Back at it again like we never left. Coke and dank. Dank and coke. We are the Lethal Weapons. Hey, dang. Hey, coke. What do you call a fat psychic? <laughs> oh, this has so much potential. So I'm going to raise the bar before I even ask. What, Just... what, what, the bar is high. This is knee bar high. Uh, what do you call a fat psychic? A four chin teller. I shouldn't raise the bar. That's why I said, don't ever raise your bar. Because the best ones come out of nowhere. The best ones come out of your... The what? <laughs> I don't want to finish that sentence. Uh... <laughs> okay, because okay, I thought you cut out. I was like, the what? Um, this is across the pages. It's across the pages. We we haven't done one of these in a long time, and now we've done two back to back, or two not back to back, but two close together, and, and we're probably it's all Marvel. Months. What does it tell you? In relation to our last episode before this, this is like Marvel <laughs> everywhere. And this is like, this is half of Marvel's back catalog. This, yeah. this is stuff that they sold off to other companies to like take care of. Yeah, it, but Marvel's everywhere. So now we actually, like the whole point of it across the pages was not to do the same properties or the same. Now but this was too, row this row was too juicy. Like you, yeah, you've been a too. fan of Legion since they just, they announced that they were going to do a, a Legion TV series and kind of put yeah. it on my radar. No, well, even before that, like I was, oh, you're talking about just a show. I don't, the character, like I got into the character. Oh yeah, you love, you love Legion from Legion. Ages ago and I was like, and I got, and then they made the show and I was like, this, this isn't, 
this is crazy. This isn't real. Like, how are they making a Legion show before, like, uh, at any show? Like, <laughs> like he's such like a right. forgotten character and not mainstream. It was bizarre. And yet he should be a major player. Do you want to explain a little bit about Legion before we jump into? Well, actually, just to recap, what across the pages is is a, that too? We 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 both pick a character and that are have similarities, and we we both watch the, and they have to have something to watch and something to read. And so we both watch the shows for Legion and Moon Knight, and. I read the Legion comic, you read the Moon Knight comic, and it's kind of, we discuss the movies or the shows, whatever, and then we do a little show and tell with the comic books, and that's across the pages. So, uh, and then we, we try to find a, a, a through line if we can. Yeah. And uh, dissect and uh, contrast, or enjoy. But uh, again, honestly, both of these shows are enjoyable, but for two completely different reasons. Yes. And they, and... I this never this was never in the this is a new idea we had sometimes we go back and get older ideas but this is a new idea a newish idea we had because when we watched Moon Knight well when I watched Moon Knight all I could think of were comparisons to Legion as soon as they brought up the psych ward stuff I was like okay I gotta I've I've seen this before <laughs> yeah this is I've seen this like I'm I'm trying not to think I'm trying to let it stand on its own but it's it's hard it's hard uh, and we were talking before we started recording I just that. Uh, about the Legion TV show and how it came to be and what FX was doing or not doing with it. And it's just the fact that it even existed was like, yeah. what are they doing here? It's yeah. it's like, I don't get it. They, they greenlight a show, they create it, they make it happen. They have a budget. They do three seasons of it. So obviously it's, it's not just a one and done type thing, but they never marked, they didn't really market it. Or did they mark? I don't remember if they. Marked. I don't know. I think they did a bit, but not crazy because it had a very niche following, right? Like a it wasn't like a global sensation. And it's a it's a confusing. It's a weird show, but it's it's, like, it's the least likely comic book TV show you're ever gonna watch. Yeah, yeah. That's why it was so fascinating to me. It's like when they when they announced, oh yeah, we're doing a Legion show. I'm like, you're doing a Legion what? show before yeah. a Gambit show, like before a Wolverine show, before even a Bishop show or a Cable show? like. Legion, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's wicked, but I was that's the last guy I would have guessed. But conceptually, what they show. did with the property is so smart and ingenious, like, yeah. It, it only makes sense to go this way, considering that you would hope that eventually FX would catch up to Fox Studio when they still had X Men and you would have some sort of crossover because they were just building up Legion as like a main player on their TV show, right? And the way that everything was slowly unfolding, you would only assume. Again, uh, I'm going to ask you again. Do you want to explain a little bit about Legion, the man that is? Yeah, because I mean that show, The Gifted, came out the same year, which is, which was basically the young actor. Anyways, Legion, this David Haller, David Haller, like they had Polaris and Eclipse and stuff in that one, Strucker and stuff, and that was actually good. apparently it was good. I didn't watch it, but I'm getting I'm getting I'm on back and forth now. Legion, David Haller, the estranged, somewhat son of Charles Xavier. Basket he song. doesn't has just have one bat. The bat, yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't just have one power. He has a multitude of powers. He has all the powers. <laughs> all of them. And in the show, the, it's interesting because the um, the book I read. 
the show is based on that the on that run. We'll talk about it later. It's hard to go as deep as the book did because the book, the way the book was set up, was very, very, very complicated, and even more confusing than the show. The show, he was just he was a um, a psychic and telekinetic and stuff, but he wasn't. I don't think he had all the powers, right? Mm-hmm. At least not in the first season. We will, this, we're basing this on the first season, by the way. Yeah, everybody one, one and done for both Legion of properties. Yeah, yeah, because Moon Knight only has one, so we thought it was fair to just do the one of each. Uh, anyways, it. Um, yeah, he was just this really, really powerful psychic in the in the in the in the show, but he was all, he was also very unhinged, and he had the a parasite of sorts living in him. But basically, the, the, I'm getting off track. With the the main idea is that he has he's incredibly powerful. He's just very mentally unstable. Yeah, so, he doesn't know how powerful as, he is, right? Like, he, yeah, he doesn't he's quite schizophrenic. Realize, yeah. Everyone's ever told him that he's crazy. He's used heavy drugs in order to dampen his power and his psychosis. So, like, he's always pushed away what what's been going on and as the show kind of unfolds you you realize what he's been dealing with and man and like that whole power struggle is like man i don't know if we're doing spoilers to this like this is a yeah, hard yeah, recommend on. i don't want to because this is such a recommend like i was already recommending this show to uh psychiatrist friends because i felt fx and kind of the showrunners did such a great job with handling the mental illness aspect of it that like mm-hmm. the mutant is kind of like a foregone conclusion. It's really like a study of how powerful our minds are and what can be yeah. achieved when we believe in ourselves or when we don't believe in ourselves. And however you want to focus that and wh- wherever you want to put your power. But this show think... is it's, it's the onion of shows. You keep pulling back layers. And that's I was telling you, like rewatching it, like for me, I lost interest kind of watching it when it first ran because it was week to week and it like that confused me more because there's there's literally a lot going on. I liked watching this in blocks because I could retain what was happening immediately and then keep building on the kind of momentum that they were going through throughout the season. So I watched these in like two large blocks, which is like two 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 hour movies. And for me, like you end up for me, like I picked up so much more out of it because it's it's such a juggernaut of like a train moving and like you you get this slow like it it never really slows right there's always something going on but you never know what it's going on until you do know what's going on and then you're like oh my gosh and then like you're in it with the characters by that point you're like all in like you're really pulling for everybody yeah i I agree i agree because i watched it week to week uh back in 2017 when it started and i loved it but it was there. There it was very confusing, and it yes. still it's still very confusing on a, on a rewatch. But yeah. what I what I like what I appreciate about the show so much is that it it's one of those shows that could so so easily be like super pretentious. But it's it, I don't know. They avoid that in my opinion because mm-hmm. they do explain things to you. They don't always explain them to you when you want to get the explanation, but right. it's. Usually at the end, right? It's like all these. It's it's kind of like all these confusing things go on, and then they'll if you listen, if you actually watch the show, like watch the show. I know a lot of a lot of people like to have a show on and they're on their phone, yeah. right? Or it's just in the background, or, or just, just in the back. No, this yeah. you can't. You need. It's one of those shows you need to pay attention to, and it's but it, very it rewarding. Grips you, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see how you wouldn't pay attention to this type of show. Well, exactly. Right? Yeah, I I was just like glued to it, and 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 they'll explain things in a simple conversation. 
Oh, you know, it's like the whole carry and carry thing, right? Because Legion is the only character. Well, Legion and Shadow King are the only characters from the comics that ex- that exist in the comics that exist in the show. Everybody right. else is new is new for the show. So there's a person named Carrie who's has a has a body double kind of who's a female also named Carrie. Yeah, louder milks. <laughs> yeah, the louder milks. Yeah, and they share the same body. Sorry, they have different bodies, but they share the same. It's not body. mine. It's it's it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like space. Like they kind of merge together. He's the main, I guess, the male carry. Right. And the female carry comes out and does. But anyways, it's, they explain. It's, it, it's weird because it's also like an interesting parallel to what's going on with uh, David, right? Legion's character, because yeah. one could argue that Carrie and Carrie have like a parasite host type of relationship, mm-hmm. but maybe not to the extent of what's going on with David who's actually living with the shadow man, a parasite in him and like feeding off of him. So there's all these, like the relationships, they really fleshed out really well. Like that's what I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how everyone you, has like this dependency, whether it's like fresh, cause David ends up picking up these fresh relationships that he, he figures out, Oh, I need these. Or whether it's like Dr. Melanie bird, who's still holding on to uh, her husband's, like that connection and that like that has a payoff sort of thing, right? So like there's all these things of just like these people really need the other versions of themselves. Yeah. And they're always looking for either one of their own or kind of legion, right? Like this this guy once he once everyone figured out he was on the radar, he became the the most important person of interest right like he's the most powerful yeah. person never wants but like you're saying about like you're saying about watching it in blocks it's good to watch it in blo- i don't think it's good to binge it all at once because i for me anyways because like i need to take some breaks because it is a mind fox so yeah <laughs> you're it, kind of watching heavy. it's like yeah. it's like okay you know what after like i think after about like three episodes i was like all right i'm i'm good till, i'm good today <laughs> till the next one. yeah till the next and then the next day i wake up and I'm like i can't watch to, i can't wait to watch more right so you it's yeah it's there's a show you want to watch like over a weekend you yeah. know like over a few days maybe even in a week but not week to week because yeah you're gonna you're not gonna retain everything and fx is usually good with that they'll play like a new episode and then the following week they'll play the older episode and then the new episode as the lead in right like so it always okay. keeps you doing that so maybe this is a good time to give us the casting so this is legion season one we have uh dan stevens playing the titular legion david Haler, uh the lovely Haller. lovely rachel keller playing Sydney Barrett, the lovely, lovely, lovely. Aubrey Plaza playing Lenny Busker. So lovely. Uh, Bill Irwin playing Cowie L- Carrie Loudermilk. And then lovely, lovely Amber Mid-Thunder, which is an amazing last so name. So lovely. And she's also playing, in the... Uh, she's the girl from the new Prey movie. Ah. So playing Carrie Loudermilk. Jeremy Harris playing... Uh, Autonomy Wallace. Hamlish Linklater playing Clark. Gene Smart playing Dr. Melanie Bird, Jermaine Clement playing Oliver Bird, Katie Ulsterton playing Amy Haler, and Quentin Bosclair playing the devil with the yellow eyes. Yeah, basically Shadow Man. Basically Shadow Man. Um, small, intimate cast. It really works for them. Yeah. Like you were saying, like you were saying before about the relationships, that's why it works, because it's just a steady cast the whole way through the show. So you can get lots of different dynamics and, and relationships kind of filming, filming, like flowing, Shout, kind of growing. Shout together. out to Mackenzie Gray, the guy with the guy, the eye, who they refer to as the guy with the eye. That's right, yeah, he doesn't say anything. Good job. Good. 
And then uh, there's the other guy from District who ends up with that thing, with the thing, with the thing thing happens. You remember the thing? No, I went District. Well, he goes to Little Two-Face. Mm. Let's find his name. Yeah. Oh, and John Hamm's narrator. Which I didn't realize that. Which I didn't realize either. Yeah, I saw that just... Uh, when did I see that? I saw that randomly. I was like, oh, hey. Because there's not much narration in this. But it... That may be the second season more than the first I think season. so. I think it's the second one, yeah. That, that first episode of the second season is like a big dance-off. It's funny. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like This this TV show doesn't shy away from weird. Like The no. first episode of the first season, there's a big dance-off number. And you're constantly playing catch-up. You don't know if you're watching things in real time or if you're watching things in past memory or you're watching things that are playing out uh, through somebody else's viewpoint or if you're in the head of Legion, right? Like, that's why I enjoyed watching it in a block because I got to caught up real fast to be like, okay, like, I'm not spending a whole week asking myself these questions that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to know what's going on. Um, They don't really give you everything, but they give you enough to keep you going. And I really think like Aubrey Plaza really shines in this role because she ends up playing like two different characters. Yeah. She she plays a version of who Legion remembers and then she plays who she's actually playing. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's hard. There must've been a lot of fun for her. Like, I I think this is going to be like one of the funnest cast considering what you got to do with this too. Right. Yeah. You get to dance around. You get to act all crazy. Like for for her, for Ari Plaza, she got to act really, really like different outfits, different like attitudes, different like her. She gets to talk like there's a, a whole like, dance number where uh, yeah, what song is it? It's a uh, Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. And we we didn't even talk about the production value. Like I don't think they had the crazy budget for this, but the amount of stuff that they got to do with the effects, like they really played into the slow motion and like you. When Legion goes off, you know he's going off, right? Like they mm-hmm. slow down the camera and everything explodes like a Jackson Pollock painting. No, and I love well, those scenes. You did the cast, but you never talked about the the writer and director for Noah Hawley. I did not. Did this and like created hats that. off to him, man. He was he's he, he just he's credited with just being the creator, but he got to, he he wrote this and I believe he directed it as well. And they gave uh, shout-outs to, based on Marvel Comics, he, by so he Claire, did, he, Chris Claremont and uh, yeah. d- 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 Bill Sinsiskwek. Sin- 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 yeah, Sin- yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never know how to pronounce his last <laughs> good, name. Good old but Bill. He, he, so he directed three episodes, one of every season. But um, he wrote the show. He's also written shows like uh, Bones, The Unusuals, uh, Fargo. Another FX My Generation. Yeah, so there's yeah some... Some out there shows, but and that's what you were talking about too. You're like the writing's so great in this, and it it's seemingly impossible to do what they've done in the first season and with all the threads that. you have to tie up together. But wow, yeah. like wow, and how and make it and have it make sense, and it does make sense if you and have it attention. have it like true to form. Like you're not really leaning into power sets, you're not really leaning into mutants, you're leaning into mental health and like what it might be like for someone that's suffering through any one of the numerous things that they talk about. So like, there's a respect given and there's a, like a sincerity of like, everyone feels different for whatever reason. And they're in this uh, m- mental institution for whatever their reason is. And then you start peeling back layers of just like, 
they always try to get to the root because even when Legion leaves there, there's still a level of therapy that happens between him and Melanie Bird. Like she's like, okay, now like they go through each other's memories. They try to like piece stuff together. Like it's all therapy. Yeah, it the is. Way it it really is. is. You know, and you know what's cool is they take the this show is it's eight episodes long, but they take their time with it all. And like they they take three episodes to go through all his memories and just yes. unpack those and kind of decipher those and they start really seeing glitches and it's like what is that and you don't as a viewer you don't really know what that is either it's just like what so you're kind of on the adventure with me like okay you know something's weird but you can't quite figure it out. and you think it's like a kind of a uh, a trick yeah. of the and that's the yeah that's the amazing thing about the production right they'll shake the camera they'll they'll give you a snapshot the characters in the show see it too right so it's like you think it's just kind of like for the viewer but no it's like everybody sees it so everything that's good they're going through and they're going through like all the memories because memories are messed up like dreams are messed up so to go through Mm -hmm. that that's crazy and then the more you learn about david is like how powerful he is like he can control or what seemingly he thought he can control keeping people out of his memories and like how his memories turn on him. Like I was watching this, and I was like, oh, this is instantly better than Inception. And then watching yeah. it more, I was like, oh, this reminds me of Eternal Sp- uh, Spotless. What's Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Like there's all these little touch tones that are treated as homages, or like you can see where other properties have stolen it and not done it better. But it's this first season is really treated as like a newborn baby, and they understand like. Legion's so powerful, we have to take the time for you to get in his brain before we even start showing you, like, he can flip trucks or, like, he can <laughs> raise an entire building and destroy it kind of thing, right? Like, he doesn't really even use his powers uh, until the second half of the season. Everything else is either a memory of when he lost control or someone else is using their powers as, like, a puppet kind of thing, right? Or he te- or he teleports around without meaning to. <laughs> yes, through but things it, yeah but that it's it's cool because if you ask you said like you're asking about spoilers i i don't think it's a big deal i think we should talk about whatever comes to mind because even if we tell people what this show is you kind of have to experience it because it's, it's the first season what is the first season about really truly it's it's a man yeah it's a man that's a mutant who has insane powers has like a parasite in his head in his mind and he's trying to get that out that's he never knew that's the yeah that he never knew was there but that's the base that's the most basic um, (laughs) explanation of what this show explanation of what's going on but there's so much more on top of that and beside it and around it and it all kind of unravels in the season like there's a division hunting him but the plus he's he's like he's i don't want to say he's crazy because he's not crazy but he's like very mentally disturbed but then you realize he's unhinged, oh, yeah. yeah he's unhinged but it's like wait a second is he or is yeah. he just is he just severely confused because somebody's turned his brain into soup right it's like that's one and that's one of really, the really cool yeah that's one of the mind fucks in it it's just like you st- you start empathizing like has he ever been crazy or like he's just like been fucked with for so long like he's constantly being jerked around like a puppet but even talk about like there's a solid love relationship in here that initially i thought this can't be real and the more it plays on i was like oh no like these guys really love each other right like and that's treated with like this sincerity uh even the friendship between uh dan stevens character david legion and aubrey plaza's character lenny 
like it starts off so simple and clean and then it you see like it starts turning sinister and you, you try and figure out like what this dynamic is and then you figure out what it is like all of those dynamics for an actor must be insanely fun to to play but so hard to pull off it so like, exhausting this... imagine imagine that, like after you're done at work day of this is like man <laughs> i'm tired i was like dancing and then like angry and then i was crazy and then like and Man, then I was in a, trapped in my own mind. I created my own yeah. uh, therapy. Like there's specific episodes that like stand out more for me and for you, obviously, for different mm-hmm. reasons. But there's one where like he goes into his mind and recreates like how to basically episode one. But he has more control of it That's now. Right. He has more confidence. And you see him switch kind of roles with how he met Sydney, who was more confident when he initially met her. And like them playing out. And like he understands this world now. And... Shadow Man thinks he's won because now he's in control. And then, again, there's always this level of who's in control at when. And what happens when you let go of control? And what happens when you ta- you want to take control? So, again, I kept sending this this, this trailer to, like, all my uh, psychiatric professional friends. I was like, check this out. Check this out. Like, do you guys watch this? Like, is this, is this, like, I thought there were so many, like, amazing themes in here. And I just wanted to, like, really ask more questions. Because if this isn't a PSA for therapy, I don't know what it is. Yeah, and then like you said, it's from start day. And every character in it, every character in it is going through or requires some sort of therapy. Like you, th- even even characters that you don't think like the, like, um, what's his name? Mark, the guy that works for Division 3 gets his face burned. Right. You learn more about him and his backstory. And it's like. Yeah. At the and end of the cool. show, they, like yes. at, at the end of the show, they give you his whole beginning, and you're kind of like, right. "Wow, okay, well, so he's not just this faceless, like." Because in the beginning, you're thinking he's just some evil dude who wants to do bad, but then you realize he has his own motivations and his own trauma, and his own, and then like encountering and meeting up with David has messed his life up more than you could have imagined, right? Yeah, like. David turns into be his his own origin story to if he's going to turn mm, into like yeah. a true villain or a true hero, right? Yeah, and potentially and, like there's there's little tones like like he's into David for so many different reasons, right? Like David as a character is fascinating. Everyone who yeah. comes in contact with him is just like, what's going on with you, right? Like even the dynamic between him and his sister. His sister's always like heartbroken to see him, but like still loving that. Like I'm glad you're alright, but like she knows how hard it's been to be a sibling of legion coming up and then even the big reveal of just like oh you were adopted and like, yeah that, that and, and that then his sister back, right? his sister needs therapy too like she grew yeah. up with like having to deal with him and hit like him believing his whole childhood like something was there that wasn't like certain things and how he knew stuff and how he just mm-hmm. he'd walk into a room and he'd just be there it's like what, what? Right. <laughs> like and so she's got to go through her own day even then you get like characters like oliver who's been stuck in limbo like they call it the astral plane which is basically like a mind prison for like decades but like right? self-inflicted right like he went there he's like i'm yeah. just gonna stay here <laughs> oh, no he got lost he got yeah he got lost there he got he got he got trapped in there and then he just like and then he comes back and he's a little and off. He is, he has to try and readjust, yeah, because he's from like the seventies. <laughs> like 80s, he named right? a suit Jules Verne and everything. Like he's just yeah, oh God. Yeah. I like when he meets up with um, who is that he meets up? Not David. The uh, Carrie's Carrie. Yeah, and him and Carrie have a good pure nonsense. And yeah, Carrie's like, 
what are you are they talking about? Do they still have free love? Like, <laughs> is my oh, you, you, your wife is she? Is she Chinese? Yeah, no. she's Chi- I remember Chinese. being Chinese. I'm pretty sure um, Jermaine Clement was definitely ad libbing a lot of those lines. And like, I think so. It. I think he was great in this, man. Yeah, he was fantastic in this, and then he just kind of and went, then oh. kind of steals the final episode too. Yeah. That's maybe my my one takeaway from this show, as much as I love it. That final episode was just like blue lasers, big yeah. bangs. It almost, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, I was going to say, compared to the rest of the season, it's, it felt a little bit rushed. Like, okay, let's just clean this up. We spent like how long unfolding this? Let's just, you know, let's let's wrap it all up, throw it out. Right. We got to like, use all of our CGI budget. So like, yeah, yeah. And There's did, like yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat powers. Like he turns into Raiden. That's right, yeah. Yeah, some weird stuff happened. Yeah, that was bizarre, right? When was yes. yes. Smoke and lightning and then boom. <laughs> and then they're in a car. Like, this is very, I'd almost say this is an and then, but it's not and then. Because it, it fits the. No, um, th- this is as detailed of like. Yes. You can rewatch this and pull something new each time because it feels like there was a definite choice to make this and choose this and pick this color palette yep. or put eyes on this wall or use this type of music or like everything had a place which makes it more insane for the fact that legion's character is so like explosions and everything like is happening to him but everything is happening for a reason so like the balance in the show shouldn't be as even as it is but it really is like for every chaotic moment there's a reason and an explanation for it yeah, you just have to you just have to watch and listen and everything like pretty much every question you have every major question you have will be answered you just have to um be paying attention i'm pretty sure right there's no like there's nothing left like left we figured out what what king dog was yeah dog king yeah yeah that was that was yeah that's something else too <laughs> that's his yeah his childhood it's, friend it's really smart Really, really, really smart. And then even like, oh man, even just like the and Dan charming, Stevens. yeah, yeah, really, really. Both cool. Dan Stevens and Rachel Collier are very charming. Yeah, they are, and they have they have on screen chemistry too. Yes, it was even like charming when uh, Dan Stevens is talking to himself using his fake, uh, I guess, English accent and his real British accent as yeah. he's explaining kind of his whole story and his thought process. I really thought it was brilliant the way that they went into his mind and they kind of opened up that space. Cause you've seen people go into minds and in like movies and TV shows. And it's kind of like this tight little, but like it was, it was more expansive and he kept giving himself room and spaces and rooms and created things. Like he created a whole love nest for him and his girl. Like that whole thing was like, yes. Where he could tell. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. Because if his Sid, Sid sorry, I was gonna say Rachel. I can remember her, her character name. That's Sid right. is like, she's almost like a rogue alt. Or rogue um tangent analog there you go there you yeah go. rogue tangent where Avatar. she can't touch your skin otherwise you know they instead of stealing your power she switches with you switches bodies with you which is crazy and then they don't really explain that right away they kind of just let it happen yeah and, and like, her backstory you... and everything with that like yeah when she's explaining how she lost her virginity like wow yeah. that there's, is crazy there's yeah. it, it gets heavy and it's not really like intense heaviness it's just you're not expecting this in these tender moments you kind of get the, they drop a, a ball and you're just like wow i like this person even more for like different every, reasons 
everybody has a story, which is yes. cool. So it's very it's for a show that's so out there and bizarre. It's very realistic and 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 like the whole dependency with Carrie and Carrie and Carrie is just like, yo, you left me and I needed yeah. you. And like you yeah. feel for her. You're like, oh, yeah. It's really, really, it's really, really good, man. <laughs> this is a show that takes chances and it earns every chance that it takes. Because there's that slow motion episode and then it turns into like a black and white episode and like, oh, like yeah. I kind of want to rewatch it. That's how yeah. much. I don't know if we give ratings to this show, but this would be a high rating if we did. And like you said, yeah. it all it's all it's all based around kind of a psych ward or asylum, or what you would call it. And the the big connection between this and Moon Knight for me is that Moon Knight also the show also has a, a psych ward. If that's the proper thing to call that, I'm not sure what to call facility. it. Facility, yeah, facility for the mental rehabilitation. Rehabilit, yeah. There you go. Artar. And when when I watched. <laughs> when I when I watched Moon Knight and they went to the was it like the fourth was the fourth episode? Whatever they, yeah, they fourth started, or fifth, yeah. They start into the into the asylum scenario and I was kinda like I cannot get Legion out of my head. Yeah. Like the comparison. I can't stop trying to compare. And it's really they try their hardest to be different, but it's like no, they fall in they and it's so quick how how easily they fall into the Marvel trap. I don't know, man. Um I really wanted this to be something different. I really wanted Mark Spector to be Mark Spector, but he yeah. wasn't. Like yeah. off the bat, tonally, that character was not who you read about in the comics. Because Mark Spector is basically Indiana Jones and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. With like uh, a Wade Wilson sensibility of killing. Yeah. But Ozic uh, Oscar Isaac kind of gave him more of a goofy, lovable. And we're not even talking about who was the flip character they played. Uh... Jake Lockley. So th- there is like these things all exist in in the comics, right? Like it's not like there's Mark Spector, there's Stephen Grant, and there's Jake Lockley, and then there's right. Moon Knight, right? So technically, it's four personalities that are the main ones, right? But what we get in this show is we get the introduction of Stephen Grant. And they, like you said, they made him kind of silly in this, but it, it, he became like important because he was so uh, but well. But Mark Spector's not like, even that much better, though, right? Like, no, uh, Mark Spector's—he's more like just the—he's the Merc. Yeah, the Merc. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think like Oscar played that up. Like, I feel like the show was handcuffed. Like they didn't really let go when they could have let go. Yeah, I agree. With you. Stop touching your mic. And that's a good cue to give you the cast of Moon Knight Season 1. So we have Oscar Isaac playing Mark Spector, uh, Jake Lockley, and what's the third guy? I just want to say Nick Aldis. Stephen Grant. There we go. Stephen Grant. Uh, Moon And Moon Knight. Ether, uh, Ethan Hawke playing Arthur Harrow. Um, the lovely May Calamewe playing Leila El Fauli. Uh, Michael Benjamin Hernad actually played uh mark specter i think the moon knight when he was actually dressed up oh, okay uh, i was gonna say it wasn't oscar in the in the costume right i don't think all the time um but they didn't do all all, all, all that like face reveal stuff too so which was no. pretty good there we go okay so we have f murray abraham playing Kanzu, um and and playing bobby 
David Gany playing Billy, Kareem El Harim playing Consume Performer. And that's kind of it too, right? This is like yeah. a even smaller cast. Everyone else is kind of either a guard or someone that they encounter really fast as Moon Knight beats them up. Um, but shout outs to the writing cast um, and the creator, Doug Monetch, staff writer by Danielle Iman, story by Jeremy Slater. Yeah. Moon Knight was a thing. I didn't. So here's my thing is like overall, I didn't hate it. I didn't really love it either. There's things I respected about it. There's things I thought were kind of weird about it. Like you said, you're right. That's that's the perfect way. To, I, there was something going on that I couldn't describe. And you're right. They, it felt a little handcuffed. Like they were kind of holding back. Um, whereas like in Legion, it was contained, but it felt really big. This mm-hmm. one was contained and it felt like it was being restrained almost. Now, I don't know if that's due to expectations. Like we've been kind of like. Um, like mentally trained that anything that that Marvel does, there's going to be some sort of like expansive crossover or something like that. And I didn't want that in the show. And there wasn't any, which is nice thing. Like I appreciate, but it still felt kind of funny, right? Like, I don't know how to, how to describe it. I think just just being handcuffed. It's, it suffers from the MCU kind of polish that they have to put on everything after the fact. So like when things should be serious and taken sternly and like the danger aspect there's still a level of like levity and like con consu is like funny and sometimes comic relief but in the comics like this guy's an asshole he's a god he's a god he's like i need an avatar and you have to kill for me so there's always the, this constant like battle between specter or whoever's uh the right personality talking to consu about like i'll take your powers but i'm not going to kill for you right like there's always that dynamic and then Kansu is always teaching him things as well. Mm-hmm. But this one, like, Kansu comes off like comic relief in certain areas. And I didn't mind the design and like character design and stuff like that. But like, this should have been more of a serious show than it was, right? Like, mm-hmm. they play a lot of laughs. Like, Oscar Isaac, as great as a, a performer as he is, there's a lot of like sta- slapstick comedy and like him falling over things and like being goofy and like, oh no, like, what am I supposed to do here? When I feel like Moon Knight is really always, we talk about schizophrenia, like always dealing with the fact that like he he has no control over his life. Like he's constantly either giving to another personality who's like, I'm taking control now or giving off to a God who's like, I need your body, take my powers, go out into the night and vengeance. Right. So like there's a level of power because like you're getting all this responsibility and all this crazy kind of lack of a better word, power, and, like, you're you're emboldened, like, you can do things that no one else can do, but there's a level of fear, because, like, you're still trying to work out your own psychosis, and, like, which life you're living, and trying to play catch up with all of that stuff, and you don't know which version of you is going to come up, you don't know if you're going to live or die, like, there's all this stuff that I feel like I want to see more of, when in the TV show, it was really, like, Oscar making jokes with his other personality when they see each other in reflections. It's like, hey, man, don't kiss my wife. I was like, yeah, but like, I'd more be like, give me control again, right? Like, uh, there'd be a level of like the shadow man trying to trick myself into letting go so I can come back up. Like, I can only think if I was schizophrenic, again, tester still out. We don't know if I am or aren't, but (laughs) me being my best self, like, 
sure, I could have fun with other parts of my mind, but the part that's not leading wants to be in charge again. So he's going to be sooner or later sinister or like conniving or sneaky or smart or sly to get up front again. And you don't really get this. You kind of get this like until it happens. There's that one episode where they start going into each other's memories. And I was like, okay, here's like there's meat to this this episode. There's bones, right? Like you figure out that, yeah, Mark created this extra version of himself so he didn't have to relive all this other stuff. I was like, okay, cool. Like that's what I wanted from this episode. Like if you're really going to lean into mental health, lean into it. And if you're really going to lean into like how this guy's basically in the Egyptian Batman, lean into that. Mm-hmm. But because it's Marvel, you, you can't really go full on any of those two tones because you it still has to fit in this lineup of Phase 4. It still has to be accepted on Disney+. Plus. It still has to fill up in this lineup. And that might be to its detriment, right? Like, I want this yeah. to fall in line with, with Blade and Deadpool and, like, Ghost Rider. It, it, he's a Marvel Knight. Like, he's one of the dark dudes. Like, yeah. all of his stories are, like, he's killing some, like, Daredevil. Like, all those guys, Punisher, all those guys are on the same vein. But this version of Moon Knight is comical. Like, he's more to, like, Captain America and, like, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you're right. It's it's the whole time I was watching, I was like, I just to summarize what you said, like I like this, yeah. but I'm like, I don't love this. No. Like I want to like it more, but it's not letting me. And I, and I and like you said, there's almost like there's training wheels on it. It's it's cool because it's it's um delving into parts that MCU Marvel hasn't yet. Right, but it still it felt. Uh, I don't want to say half-assed, because <laughs> that sounds bad, but it's kind of like you're saying. But, like, kind, of, but kind of is, though, right? Like, I yeah. feel like even Arthur Harrow's character was underdeveloped, right? He's he supposed to be a big like, bad. He, I, it, his, his origin is funny, because in the comics, he's lit, he's in it for, I think, one issue, like, a long time ago, and he just dies. Right. But they made him into this thing. But was he even threatening? I don't know. I don't really think so. I don't. And I guess he's supposed to be envious because he was the Moon Knight before Mark Spector took over, right? Yeah. So he wants to get Kansu back, but ends up taking up another deity god and like a cult. But like that's not even played up, really. No. And this again, this seems like a setup for Layla's character, who ends up turning into her own superior at the end. And I, that's fine, but like, <sighs> I would have liked to see more of the like. I think that's kind of interesting. The whole every every god has an avatar type thing mm-hmm. and they kind of got a little bit of that at the end but that would have been cool if you uh interacted with more of them like throughout the show right but it was a lot of what's going like that first episode was like <laughs> you're playing catch up there's no origins which i, I appreciate no that's good that's fine but it's just like like you said it's just oh yeah here's steven grant it's like i don't want this guy i want to see mark <laughs> <laughs> mark's the badass yeah but I guess that's the whole point, right? Is kind of to to. But Mark's not even that. a badass in this, though. Dude, like, are you intimidated by Mark? Do you think Mark? Do you think you could take Mark in a fight? The Spectre. Probably. That's not. That's not. That should never be. Yeah. True, based on what we read in the comics. Like. Yeah. I mean, Oscar so, Isaac did a good job. He was. He was. He was acting as. With what he had, him. yes, but. What we know about Oscar Isaac, he can go darker, deeper, and kind of really fledge these characters out if I feel the training wheels are off. 
Did there's certain situations where you're just like, let him go, man. Let's yeah. see how far he goes with this. Did they confirm a season two for this? I don't know if I, I would want a season so. two of this. Yeah, I don't know. Because some shows are getting in, some shows aren't. Well, the, the final episode ends with two giant gods battling in the middle of the desert. Like yeah. kaijus. Yeah. And like so basically big blue beam. Reynolds like, ah, this is this how you're ending it? You're right. I will say this though. I I will say this because it feels like it kind of sounds like we're poo-pooing on this, and I don't want it to come across because we're not. This is this isn't the worst Disney Plus show. No, but this it's can't not. compare to Legion. And no, we're across the that, pages. You're very. That's very true. But I do. Man, that's such a good point. I should stay on stay on point because. But at the same time, it's like I'm. I'm happy that they kept this as contained in the Moon Knight universe as they did. I'm happy we got it because yes, and I'm, yeah. Marvel's always proven even if we put it out and it's not good, we can retool it. Like they can yeah. always adapt. Um, but coming from a show where a guy thought he had schizophrenia and didn't and we figured out why to a show with a, a guy who does have schizophrenia and doesn't really. Or disassociative. Was it disassociative personality disorder? Personality disorder. No. And like, yeah. it doesn't really like lead with that that's kind of where i was at like i don't know how you make moon knight the secondary but like that's kind of what i wanted coming out of legion mm-hmm. which is maybe an impossible task because the show's called moon knight not mark specter and his 13 different personalities but let that like with the tv shows especially like look at look at loki loki is a character driven tv show and the relationships build you to that final episode where like he finally starts using his powers and everything's crazy kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I was expecting for this. Like, let me get in the minds of Mark Spector. Uh, I forget all the names. I don't care anymore. Um, let me get in the mind of all these guys before you start giving me all the cool. Kanchu stuff. Like imagine he didn't know who Kanchu was and it was just like a voice like chasing him. And like, he thought he was crazy and trying to tell people that. Wouldn't, but like off the bat, you're like, no, 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 you're my avatar. Like, wouldn't that wouldn't that be considered a origin though? I just I I wanted more. I like crazies, and Mark's one of the craziest. Yeah, right. Like it's Deadpool. Deadpool's crazy, but like he ta- like he talks to the audience, so you hear his crazy. Mm-hmm. This wasn't really this. This was him talking to himself, but like not really giving gravity to how crazy he is until like the fifth episode where he's just like, okay, I'm going to lose touch. So I don't know if I'm asking for impossible coming off Legion, but yeah, it's weird. Cause it's like, cause Legion was great. This was good, but not great. But this could have been great. One of them was bad. And it, yeah, it would have been, been It's not hard to make this great. It's almost like, it's almost like I, it was missing like a sub story, like a street level one. You know what I mean? Like the first few episodes where he's actually like doing some street level stuff, but then we couldn't even get that because Stephen Grant was in control, right? Mm-hmm. Or was, yeah, he started out as he was in control. So, excuse me. Cause they kind of was like the first few episodes were like, uh, who am I? What's going on? And then it went right into like, cult trying to take over the world yep and he's like all right cool i got powers like, where's the image like where's the image i like to see i like to see him in action before that right and then 
now that you mentioned this, this is just dawning on me now as you as you're talking about it, about what you want to see and stuff I was like yeah you know what that would that'd be kind of cool to actually see him operate as mark because mark came in like in the middle like mm-hmm. okay i'm here to save the day now <laughs> you know whereas Stephen grant was just like this helpless guy that would just turn into moon knight like hulk rage right <laughs> was, and i didn't mind his suit like his suit, suit looked great. was my favorite maybe my favorite yeah. of the two yeah oh yeah the other one the uh that's mr knight yeah that's that's from a that's from a comic run yeah yeah because that was um, cool that they the, brought that in here the moon knight looked like mummy like toilet paper it's not bad yeah. it's just like yeah from the comics like it's it's like armor mm-hmm. and it's like mythical armor too right it's always like a a blue lightning bolt that brings it on kind of thing right so it's weird what they decided to pull back the curtain on and what they decided to like go forward with because like you have Marvel money, right? So if you really wanted to make Iron Man, so you could have. Which, uh, which, which comic did you read for this? I'm curious. Wait till you hear this. I read the sides of Moon Knight Shadow Man, Shadowland. No way. I went back. Did you? <laughs> You're ruthless. I I need to I need to finish, I guess all of that because I still believe there's a good story in there. But that goddamn beast you... broke me. It was Shadowland? only it was only three. I, you you keep wanting to go back to this damn crossover. I'm like, I do because I want it to be good. It, there's there's good there until it's bad, and it's 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 Daredevil. The reason I went back to this because this is what I really want for Moon Knight. Right, like, I want Moon Knight to interact with all these characters, and in my yeah. comic, I get. Iron Fist, I get Spider-Man, I get Black Widow, I get Daredevil, I get uh, Profile, right? Like, there's all these cool little touchstones, and they kind of do it justice with Mark Spector, because they give him backstory, they explain kind of the whole Kanzu. He goes on a little trip to find this rare artifact to potentially take down Daredevil, who's looking for him, because he wants Kanzu as his own, right? Like, mm. there's this cool, like, power struggle when they meet up, and the beast that's in Daredevil can get into Mark's mind and he, he feels the power and he's like, I want him. Right. So like, there's that struggle, like all the psyche stuff. So like, that's cool. There's this weird brother, like his brother shows up and because um, profile who's working for Daredevil tried to get Mark first, but it didn't work on Mark. He went to his little brother and Somehow his little brother has Moon Knight powers, but got him to go find the artifact, but is crazy. So when Mark Spector goes to get the artifact and sees that his brother has it, has to fight him. But his brother's so crazy that he has a bomb strapped to him and is ready to kamikaze this entire market full of people. So Mark has to kill his younger brother. Like, it was like, this is heavy for like just the sides. This is just yeah. the sides of the Shadowland story. So I was like, I was kind of happy. Like it's t- and it's terrible, right? Because it's Shadowland. Yeah. Like all of this is just rush, rush, rush to get to the final fight, which we've reviewed. I wish I remembered what episode, but take a look at our arc analysis at Shadowland. We have fun because it does not make sense. But I love it. I love every time Marvel Knights get together because they all deserve each other for better and for worse. They're all suffering with their own demons and not a lot of them can figure out what those demons are so they just take it out on each other they end up just kicking each other's ass in the street so oh, it was sh- like shadow knight hey eh? that's what his name is yeah it was two it was two issues of that and then the last issue of um 
which personality of Moon Knight wants to take over. As his baby mom gets like beat up too, right? Like there's all these weird things that they kind of shoehorned in, but it works just because they're just it's almost like a greatest hits yeah. Yeah, <laughs> issue yeah. as they're like, we got to get to daredevil. We got to get to daredevil. We got to get to daredevil. So like, I kind of appreciated it knowing what Shadowland is. Um, and I got a good look at some things that are going on with moon Knight. but again, Mark Spector is a badass in this, right? Kansu comes off as a dick. Like he's always like, you're my avatar kill for me. And Mark's always like, there's another way, right? Like, thanks for the powers, but like, I don't have to kill for you yet. And then Kansu comes back, he's like, yeah, but kill, kill for me. me, right? Like, <laughs> you're going to need this tool. So follow this yeah. path and then kill for me, right? So I love that dynamic of how much your gods and how many wars were in the line, in the name of gods, right? Like our entire human existence is based off stupid people being like, I heard a voice and God said, kill all these motherfuckers over here, right? So... The mm-hmm. fact Moon Knight's kind of the same sort of scenario is just like, I'm chosen, I'm special, and because my God loves me, I'm just going to do what he says. But wait, wait, my God wants me to kill? Well, I don't do all that, right? So mm-hmm. I, that's that's the shit I always appreciate about Moon Knight. As crazy as he is, he still won't go the full crazy. Like, like that's the Batman in him. Like, that's yeah. his moral code. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's almost like, thank you for the powers. I gra- that's cool and everything, but let like I'm not your bitch. Like, just... yeah, I, I'm not your puppet, right? Like, Pump I'm gonna brakes. go beat up this thug over here, but I'm not gonna kill him. And Gonzu's like, kill, <laughs> kill now, <laughs> right? Like, so destroy him. It was a quick read. It was that's uh, so funny that you went back to Shadowland. That's episode I, 20, 29, by the way. Arcanals is number four. We check were, it out; it's we great. Were, we I'm gonna find here. a way to go through and read all the sides for this. We were, still doing our, we were still doing arc analysis as episodes back then. Well, so. we talked about Shadowland for longer than we needed to because this was yeah. traumatizing. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be so good. I bought I have it. I actually have I bought it. I bought it. Yes, did I? Yeah. And I, I was like, bought it and I was like, this can't wait be to bad. Me. This looks awesome. And I it's read like it. Daredevil, like, the Iron Fist is on the front. Punisher. Oh, my. Everything was working out for it. But then he's just we were wrong. possessed. And okay, everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I really hope that the Daredevil 18 episode run is Shadowland. Wait, wait, just, possession. just for us to laugh at the beast. Oh, and then again, this connected to the fact that Legion has kind of a parasite going on in him. Mm-hmm. Daredevil has a parasite going on in him. And then one could argue that Kanzu is a parasite or a god or always a problem for moon knight but something that he can't really get rid of so i found a through line and again i went back to shadowland i'm, I'm gonna keep going back to shadowland that's so there's a power man I, I, there's a bullseye i don't i find that funnier than anything else it's just the fact that you actually found a way to go back to because you're always like yeah we should do shadowland i was like no can we stop with the freaking shadowland <laughs> i need to redeem it no, you don't need to. There's so many other books. There's so many other books. Okay, we got we got to take the L on this and move on to something else, like the book that I read for What'd you read, uh, Legion. It's this is the book that kind of made me fall in love with Legion. Uh, it's X Men Legacy. This is the volume two of X Men Legacy. So this is this this happened with the Marvel Now stuff, and this was 2013. Oh, yeah, it came yeah, it's great. I read six the first six issues again. I love this book. It was it blew my mind the same way that the 
that the TV show did in the sense that I didn't know what I was getting into. But when I heard the TV show that only came out four years after this, which is crazy, um, was based on this, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see it. And like we were talking about at the top, it didn't really follow it exactly because in right. this this one's a lot more twisted. So it takes place within the comic universe, obviously, so it's right after uh, Avengers versus X-Men, which, as you know, if you've read that, spoilers for that crossover event professor x is dead right it's not great it's not bad though Eh, i didn't like it but you know it may come yeah i know i know in phase (laughs) 53 (laughs) (laughs) which which ironically is in 2026 there you go there's 50 phases by then there we go um, yeah, the, 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 the arc is called Prodigal, which is the product, obviously the Prodigal Son. But so, yeah, so Professor X is dead, right? So in X-Men Legacy, that's the whole point of the title. It's the legacy of Professor X. Uh, written by Simon Spurrier, drawn by Tan Eng Huat. But there's got to be a huge shout out to Mike Del Mundo for the covers of this book. The covers are incredible. Of the individual issues, because they have a every cover of every issue has a hint of what's going to be happening in the issue. Like there's actually relative yeah. to what's going on, and that's amazing. I know for uh, for example, uh, in like issue three, he's he ends up fighting against the X Men. Right, so we're trying to track him down because they think he's he's wreaking havoc, and the cover to that is. David Haller's head as like a puzzle piece, as a bunch of puzzle pieces put together. It's like a 3D puzzle piece. And the X-Men, like Wolverine, Storm Beast, uh, are in his head and they're trying to break out, like trying to figure out the puzzle, right? Because when he's fighting them, he's picking on powers to, he's picking up powers to kind of go against whoever he's fighting. So in, yeah. So like we said at the top, let me back up a bit. In this one, he has a prison in his mind of all his different personalities. There's a, there's all these egos in his mind, a hundred, they say a hundred egos in his mind and they all have their own specific power. If they, if any of those, per, those egos jump David in his mind, they take control of his body and they are like in the real world. Right? So he has them all locked up so he can control his body. And he's basically professor X helped him, build this like this mind palace right. or whatever now that professor x is dead oh he unhinged. had yeah he starts to become on his now it opens with Mirza of the mystic who's who's from like that 40s right they brought him back like the real time 40s has mm-hmm. brought him back for this comic and he um he helps maintain that that prison so all his personas are locked up and all this stuff like that he ends up dying in this first issue. He helps him. He, he, David calls him guru, right? This is like because he's a psychic too. So he's he helps him do all this. Now, when he dies, the prison comes apart, and all his personalities and all the egos are running rampant in his mind. So it's not uncommon for you to see him like fighting in the real world, and then in his mind, he's fighting his own egos at the same time. So the, the, the it'll jump back and forth. It's really really cool. And as soon as somebody takes over, they do shit in his body, and then. He takes over again. He's now he's like, for some reason, he's in China, 
but he was just an Indian. <laughs> and it's like, what am I doing? And he's being hunted by like, uh, like a black ops team. It's like, what, what's happening? And then it's like, he's, so he's jumping all over the place. He's trying to find a way to kind of steady his mind. And he realizes that he has to, he, he can't be afraid of basically his inner demons, right? He has to face them and he ends up wrangling a couple of them. Like there's one guy who's like this squid face guy, kind of like David, Davy, um, Davy Jones. Okay. And he's the psychic. So he wrangles him and he kind of keeps him as his bitch. So that's why he's able to do psychic abilities kind of constantly. Um, but it's really cool. Like when he's fighting the X-Men, it's like storm. He's fighting storm. So he has to, he goes into his mind and he picks out somebody who the, the conduit. So he's okay. basically now he's now is it now he takes him. Right. So he brings him up. Basically he brings him into like the ring with him. And now he has his powers to like channel lightning. So when she strikes him with lightning, he just soaks it up and shoots it back at her. And like when he's fighting um, chamber, who's got the fiery face, he grabs a guy in his, in his mind the skinsmith who can basically grow skin. So he grows skin over the buddy's face. <laughs> so he's like suffocating and falling on the ground. It's really, really cool stuff. And then like he meets his match in blindfold, right? And she jumps into his mind and it's like, he's like, Oh wow. Somebody's actually in my, my head now for the first time since I guess his dad and, and, yeah. and Merce the mystic have been in there. And he's like, and she's kind of sees what he's dealing with. And at the same time, the yellow eyed demon's there. Oh. Right. So, and this whole time, in this first six issues, I don't think David actually speaks with him or even knows he's there. So, this is where the show borrows, the, the TV show borrows from right. this is that the yellow eyed demon is there. And it's like, he's like this little, like, golem like guy, but he looks like Professor X. And he just is watching and learning you and, like, waiting for the right time to strike. And so I guess later on in the series, I've read it all, but for this argument, for this show, I won't, this is only the first six issues, right? So it's, it's kind of builds the relationship between him and Ruth and he, she's kind of like his Sydney in a way at the beginnings of that. I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the, at the end of this arc, he leaves the X mansion and stuff, but there's a, there's a relationship or a bond that's formed between those two. And it's a really cool one because they're both psychics and you get a backstory for her and it's good. Really, really good. Really interesting shit. Sounds like a good read. Uh, I forgot to mention that Greg Hurwitz is my writer. Um, Bong Dazo pencils and Jose Pimentel is inks for Moon Knight Shadowland. Um, I will say this about, I think you should read both of the stuff that we talked about because reading is fundamental. If you're going to watch anything, Watch Legion. Season one was great. And I think just watch the final three episodes of Moon Knight and you're good. I think more you can or jump less, in. right? Because that's when they that's when they get to the asylum thing. Well I don't know. Could you watch the back half of Moon Knight on its own? Yes, because you get all of the mental capacity stuff and you get kind of dynamics between Mark Spector and Steve and what their dynamic is. Then it just goes straight into why um, Ethan Hawke is a bad guy and a bad man, and then they go into the final fight in Egypt. So, yeah, abbreviated. See, that's See, that's, that's that's not that's not good at all because it's like we're talking about like Legion with Legion. It's like you gotta you gotta cling to every scene. 
But like you're saying, Moon Knight, you can just literally ha- skip half the season. We spent two hours talking about how Marvel is bringing us thirty something more properties that they want to watch us to watch in the next three years. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna start making cheat codes for what you really need to watch because I don't think you really need to watch everything. Moon Knight no, has good worry. stuff to it, but if you're looking for a complete show that I think you can enjoy for more than just mutant powers or abilities i would lean to legion right so like that's what that's why moon knight loses if we never saw legion we'd be raving about like oh man like look how they handled the different aspects of his personality and how close it was to the comic and that one episode where they went into his mind but no there was something better out in the landscape that went for three seasons and nobody watched it, I guess, because it's not around it's now. It's crazy. Well, it's funny because I didn't even watch the third season because of personal things, right? Like with starting a family and whatnot. But man, like, could you like, and I was into it. Could you imagine? Yeah. But that first season is near flawless. So it's, it's hard so for me to, to still recommend Moon Knight knowing what we know about what else exists. So, I mean. Nobody cares.